Legal discussion on Tip Today is brought to you in association with Lynch Solicitors Clan Mel on the web at lynchsolicitors.ie and at divorceinireland.com. John Lynch with me in studio. Are you all excited at the notion of an election, John? Can you contain yourself? <laughs> yeah, I just about, yeah. I was, I was uh, yeah, no, because I missed the debate. I wasn't in last night, so I missed the debate last night. I'd seen the first debate, mm. and I suppose I'm like a lot of people. I'm kind of looking around and saying, okay, whatever about the national issues, what about the local issues, and do we have, you know, I'm amazed at the amount of posters that we have around the place, mm. you know. But yeah, I mean, again, combination of local, national, you know, are they good enough to deal with the national issues and are they interesting enough to deal with the local issues, you know? Mm, It's interesting. It's going to be an interesting couple of weeks, that's for sure. We're going to continue with our our legal New Year's resolutions, even though we're sneaking into Feb. (laughs) They're they're very like all New (laughs) New Year's resolutions. Really, everybody starts making them around the first week in January and then about the middle of February, they're kind of disappeared into the ether and then they they come back up again then in the new year or in the following new year, you know. But because um, we got distracted, I think, with the mesh. mesh yes, uh, indeed. Gillian was with us last week yeah, on that, yeah. Which is becoming quite a kind of an issue, you know, in terms of New Year's resolutions. But this I was is the with, vaginal mesh that we yeah, spoke of last yeah. week, yeah. Which, which apparently covers other things as well, like hernia and things mm. like that, you know. So... So it could be quite uh, an issue or quite a problem. Yes, but because um, it will be men and women. Yes, and exactly, exactly. It's not, it's not exclusive. It's something that's been used across various kind of surgeries, if you know what I mean. And, you know, it's, it's just it's frightening how these things, you know, retrospectively you suddenly hear about them and what used to be the way of dealing with something is suddenly not. And, you know, anyway, mm. which is another day. Will, will another. we hear lots about that this year? I think we may. We yeah. may. Again, we're, we're investigating it at the moment. And, I mean, the big question is, to what extent has it been used in Ireland? We know that it's been used very extensively in Australia, and we know that it's been the subject matter of a very significant case in Australia. So the question is, to what extent right. have we followed? And unfortunately, as you know from the Dubuis, the Dubuis hips, I mean, that was followed across the world. So, And ironically enough, again, the Australians were the first to, if you like, identify it as a very serious issue. Oh, they were, were they? I didn't realise that. With the Dupuis, yeah, they were. Yeah. They were, because they were the first to actually take it off, the, insist that it be taken off the market. Okay. You know, and we were quite slow to follow. But again, that's another story. But funny, I was listening as I was coming into um, your comments about the comments that are coming in from people. And I think one of our New Year's resolutions should be to be careful about social media. And you and I have discussed it on a couple of occasions during the year, but I was watching or listening, no, not listening, you can't listen to a Twitter feed, although I suppose with the way technology is going, you possibly could listen to it, a Twitter feed. But I was, listen, I was looking at some of the comments that were coming in via Twitter, uh, you know, following the first debate, and some of the comments that people were making, they seemed to be totally and utterly ignorant of and how important that of, ignorant of the ramifications of saying something which could be defamatory. Mm. And people don't seem to uh, put two and two together and realise that social media is probably more, has a much higher 
possibility of defamation than what used to be the conventional means of communication. Because if you look at Facebook, and I was in, I, I was interested listening to your producer saying that she watched the debate, I think, on Facebook, mm. and that you had live comments. Mm. And the trouble about live comments is you can't pull it back. Yeah, yeah. You know, and however, however, you know, we've all, well, I learned very early on in my career as a lawyer that, you know, it used to be a, a kind of a trick of mine to kind of cool myself down sometimes in that I might get a fairly inflammatory response from somebody. So I might be writing you a letter, uh, you know, exchanging views, which let's put it that way, about mm. a particular legal issue. And you might come back with a fairly strong reply, which might, if you like, get my blood up a little mm. bit. And I learned very early on to take out the dictaphone, which in that stage I had a dictaphone, but, um, and again, that's another day because now it's voice recognition, so in theory you could do it instantaneously, but you do a dictaphone, so mm. therefore you dictate it, it will go to somebody who would tr- transcribe it and give it back to you at the end of the day. And invariably, at the end of the day, I would scrap what I wrote at the start of the right. day. Because you were hot-headed exactly, at the time. Exactly. Right. And I used, to, I used to kind of take the view that it, it was a good way to vent, if you like, the emotional overload mm. that comes with these things. So, but unfortunately, social media actually gives you an opening to actually vent immediately. And with very little uh, possibility of, yeah. of looking at it later and saying, oh my God, did I say that? So I I would say as a New Year's resolution for people, be careful of right. social media. And, and be clear about that, John. Say, while we're chatting here, somebody goes on Twitter and says, uh, Fran Curry's a liar in what he yeah. said mm. to John Lynch. Mm. Mm. Right, that is defaming me, isn't it? Oh, yeah, that's yeah. defamatory. That, that's the yeah. same as... Unless you should say something. Well, unless he lie, is a liar. Because there's ultimately a defence in truth. Yeah, of course. But yeah. But but I have a case there. Yeah, right. or if if somebody comes on and starts saying John Lynch is a this that and the other, which they're quite entitled to say in private. <laughs> but if you do say it in public, you run the risk that, that it gets published across the board to people. Like I mean, it's I mean I think it's extraordinary sometimes that people forget that you know what you can say around the dinner table in private. And what you can say in conversation on a mm. one-to-one basis, you can't publish that in a medium like Facebook and think that it doesn't have legal consequences. Mm. If it's defamatory, it has legal consequences. And an honestly held opinion, which is totally and utterly incorrect, is not a defence per se to a, an action in defamation. Mm. Now, you know, it is a quasi-arguable defence that you say, well, I believed that that was true. But if there's no basis whatsoever in your belief, then you're in serious water there. And I think people need to bear that in mind when they're mm. talking about social media. Now, and again, I think the other thing, of course, and again, not to get on a horse here, um, I mean, the other thing that, that, of course, I think has to become if you like, a matter of debate. And again, you know, a debate as in a legal debate, if you know what I mean, the consequences are, if you like, the responsibility of the medium itself, i.e. Facebook, you know, Google. Because the other flip side of it, of this whole thing, is the whole right 
to privacy. Uh, and that is one element of it. And you may remember during the year that there was actually a, a case, uh, a decision during the course of last year that held that there was such a thing as a separate, distinct right to privacy, constitutional right to privacy, over and above defamation. And that opens another potential avenue, if you like, for, uh, you know, being really careful about these things. But the other issue that you've also got to watch as well, and again, you know, they said that law is quite complex and complicated, and it is quite complex and complicated, but it's hard to kind of keep an eye on the trends that are coming along. But one of the really very significant trends that are coming on are GDPR, you know, this mm. this whole thing about that, you know, it's your information. Your data, yeah. You need to be careful about how you release data and all that. Mm. So the whole issue of releasing data that you've got and your responsibility in terms of the data and, you know, inadvertently or, you know, even not deliberately releasing data could leave you open to an action as well. So, I mean, mm. you need to be really careful now because GDPR used yeah. to be that, OK, right, it, it didn't follow that there would be legal kind of financial consequences but now there are financial consequences you know. Yeah, it's very interesting isn't it I, I remember the last time I was speaking to uh, Alan Kelly uh, on air some genius uh, came on and he referred to the two of us as two right word that rhymes with bankers and and uh, <laughs> and it was so easy to find out who, who yeah. this guy was yeah. and yeah. It, you know so he left himself completely open yeah. in terms of you know maybe now he's the accuracy maybe, of what he said but maybe, maybe, maybe it was a typographical error. <laughs> I, I don't think so, Summer. I think you might have been. But, but it's interesting that we say these things on, mm. on social media mm. and mm. it's, you know, I mean... I mean, it's... It's so easy to follow up. And yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, the whole, the whole conundrum about all of that, of course, is and one of the present government, we call them the present gom- government, they are still the present government, I think, one of the areas where they talked that there needed to be a look at, because you see the other side, on every legal argument, there's always a flip side. And the flip side to defamation is the right to free speech. And, you know, funny, I was talking to somebody uh, who were saying that there was a referendum coming up. Um, not in Ireland, but in another country, because every time they look at the law, they look through instead of we have constitutional jurisdiction they have a referendum scenario so every time you want to see whether a law is valid or not you can literally have a referendum and they've had quite a number of them but the interesting thing is the flip side of defamation is the right to free speech and like everything else in our jurisdiction in Ireland we have a constitution and within our constitution you have various rights that if you like if you put them together they conflict. So the right to mm. free speech and the right to a good name, if you like, put them in the same sentence, they could be in conflict because if I'm able to say what I want to say and you at the same time are entitled to your good name, maybe, you know, that causes a conflict, if you like. Mm. And the law is often there to try and balance that conflict. And often when you're looking at constitutional justice, you're looking at the issue of balancing rights. Mm. Now, we've kind of diverted again from New Year's resolutions, but if you go back to the basis of what I'm saying, my New Year's resolution 
no, I don't do Facebook. Well, actually, no, the firm does do Facebook and Twitter and all that. So we, I can say that I won't. I'll have a New Year's mm. resolution, but we try not to be. We try to be careful about how we use it. But I think that's probably right. one of the but people need to keep things. in mind. Yeah, keep it in mind. Just be careful of it. That's all. And you know, if you do what I did. 30 years ago, what I learned to do 30 years ago, maybe go into a corner and shout at first and then come back and maybe decide what you're going to tweet because at the end of the day, it's understandable that people would have very strong views and very strong reactions about things. And it's in the heat of the moment, you Mm. may... And there's no difference, just for clarity, I mean, Mm. just because somebody is in the public eye, they, they, the same rules apply. Oh, the same rules apply, except that there is protection when you're in the public eye because there's the whole public interest scenario. Like, there's a number, we won't get into the technicalities, of, but there are a number of defences that are available to people. Now, if you're a public representative, we all know that they can go into the dial and say whatever they like. Yes. You know, that's the protection. The privilege there. Privilege, exactly. So there's the whole area of privilege. Uh, But if you are a public representative, there's the whole balance of how much privacy is one entitled to and how much comment can you have in the context of somebody that's in a public, if you like. And this is one of the kind of conflicts that's there as well, i.e., to what extent and to what extent does is somebody entitled to privacy? Because if you go back to the case that I was talking about, or well, uh, that I'm a reference there a while back, if you remember, and I don't think that you would or that your listeners might, but it was it involved. I think a Wexford hurler. He was well known as in in Wexford as a hurler, and uh, I won't talk any. I'm not talking about Wexford hurling now or anything. But um, the fact of the matter was that it was reported that he he was at some sort of a swinging party or a swingers party or whatever you call it, and the whole kind of art thrust that, of the defence that was being made, if you like. And certainly on the constitutional side was, well, you're not entitled to the same level of protection when you're a public figure like that. So, you know, there's arguments like that, but I wouldn't like to be relying on those kind of arguments if I say something that's clearly defamatory. Right, OK. So New Year's resolution, be careful what it is you put yeah, up there in, in interest. I know there's programmes like the Late Late Show and now running in parallel to that. Is this whole Twitter and Facebook, you know, have a mm. go? Every guest mm. is dissected. Yeah, yeah. Every utterance from yeah. Ryan Tuberty is, you yeah, know, slagged yeah. off. And what, well, you know. you know, it's funny. I was thinking about it the other day. I was thinking about it. Why was I thinking about it? I was thinking about it in the context of the power of social media, you know, and the power of yeah. all these things that we now have available to us. And they are powerful. And there is a, a huge, but it's a different argument altogether. There is a whole discussion out there about, you know, if you're going to embrace modern technology, you have to look at changing the ground rules somewhat. And that's a different discussion, if you mm. know what I'm saying. Under the current framework that we have, that hasn't been revisited. Right. Because if you remember, you and I discussed the whole criminal code, for example, where well, we didn't discuss the whole criminal code, but we discussed the criminal code yeah. in the context of social media. And if you look at all the rules that are there now when you're talking about the criminal code, and like a couple of the golden rules are that if somebody has prior convictions, it can't come into the fore when you're prosecuting them on a particular charge, unless, and obviously like everything else, there are exceptions, but as a general rule, you can't kind of go in straight and go, we see this guy here, he's uh, got 
five other convictions of X, Y and Z and you can't bring that into the fore. But like with social media now, how can you expect 12 people on a jury not to access that kind of information? Right. So that leads into a whole different discussion but about how... surely the moment that it's decided that that sort of rhetoric on social media is contempt, mm. things will change. Oh, yeah. And it has. I mean, there have been very serious instances of that. But you see, and again... The problem with it is this, and it was very uh, kind of, it became very much the fore in a, in a one particular case last year where they were prosecuting the bankers, for example. And uh, the judge issued a direction to the effect of saying, bring in Facebook in front of me here, bring in Google, and I want to talk to these guys. They need to shut this down. And, of course, the Google guys came in and said, well, wait a second now, we're only the guys that give the platform. It's not a matter for us no, to We're shut not it publishers, down. yes. Exactly. Yeah. So the whole issue, that whole debate... Uh, if you like, which is not strictly speaking a legal debate, it's more much more of a policy debate. Mm. But I mean, I just think it's fascinating as to where it's all going to end up. Because at the end of the day, we have a changing world in terms of access to information. I mean, I don't know if you remember, but I remember uh, way back at the start when the internet first landed, and I remember. The debate at the time was, ah, but sure, look, listen, that's never going to take off because after all, like, who's going to put this kind of information on the internet? Now, if you were to <laughs> transplant people who had been saying that and put them now into what's happening on and, and how much. And the other thing was that, that the, if you like, the whole... If you like, the official them or the conservative kind of uh, people wouldn't embrace it and mm. they wouldn't put the information up. But sure, like if I want, I mean, they absolutely, I mean, and it's a huge plus. If, if anybody out there wants to find out what the Supreme Court is doing in Ireland in terms of what kind of decisions are they handing down, all they've got to do is go on to courts.ie and go down to the Supreme Court, find all the determinations, and away you go. And they have it all. It's all open and available. And this is, if you like, maybe I was going to say something. I, I'll say it anyway. It's kind of your ivory tower type of sure. institution. Yeah. And that's the way we view it. Yes. Like, it's the Supreme Court. Well, I do anyway, because I have to. I'm a lawyer. I must look at it as <laughs> yes. ivory tower. But, I mean, the reality of it is it's absolutely wide open now in terms of getting whatever information you, you, you want. So, anyway, that's a very long-winded uh, little diatribe. <laughs> <laughs> but but the, to sum it up, be careful out there. Yes, and be, careful be absolutely you know. careful out there. Yeah, that's so, what, what was that? What, what, what TV programme was uh, that? Hill Street Blues. Hill Street Blues. Yeah. Hill Street Blues. Oh, show. The, memory, the memories there. Yeah. Yeah, the memories. Yeah. All right, John, it's good to see you. And uh, into uh, February, we'll continue we with, our, with our two. We'll probably get as far as next January, I'd say. <laughs> All right, John Lynch from okay. Lynch Solicitors in Clanmel. Uh, Tip FM's Tip Today with Fran Curry In association with Slattery's of Pecone, Tipperary's main Subaru dealer. Slattery's Garage Pecone, the name you can trust for over 50 years in the Premier County. Slattery'sGarage.ie